The DWA podcast is recorded live to SD card at the old Wrigley building in Santa Cruz, California. Driving while awesome lockdowns radio hour. <laughs> oh God. Yo. Do you guys know what a fluffer is? GTO. Mellow grinds. Oh, I got a PT Cruiser. It's a convertible. It's really cool. Oh, this smells of crayons for you. <laughs> hey, YOLO. You only have one life. Do you have coilovers? No, beat it. Yeah, I'd say that's a pretty good podcast right there. (laughs) (laughs) Damn it, I screwed it up. (laughs) Fight those traffic tickets with Off the Record. Snap a photo of your ticket, answer a few questions, and get matched to an experienced lawyer. That's it. No mailing in your ticket, no showing up in court. Let the pros handle it and keep those points off your record. Use code AWESOME to get 10% off. That's offtherecord.com. Fight those tickets. Check us out and show your support at patreon.com forward slash driving while awesome, as well as, you know, giving us a little support for this uh, weekly podcast we provide. We also give you some cool benefits like free sticker packs, discounts on things in our store, like the license plate stickers, license plate frames, rally hats, a bunch of other stuff. You also get early access to DWA rallies if you're in the area and events like Camping While Awesome. Check it out at patreon.com forward slash Driving While Awesome. Welcome to Driving While Awesome. My name is Warren. And I'm Lane. And I am Art. This is a podcast. You made it. You're here. We did it. We're zinging. We're zanging. We're all over the place. Uh, Actually, that's not true. We're exactly where we always are but we've been all over the place i think there's songs about this i've been everywhere man man yeah. do you guys know the background of that song uh he's traveled a lot yeah. do you get well do you know like that he was it was in the song that he wrote he it was it's a he had his own rendition but it's actually originally an australian song and if you listen to the places in that song it's something else let me tell you oh yeah, like Bonnaroo and Didgeridoo. And Something like that. <laughs> Didgeridoo. And... That's, that's my favorite place in Australia. That's a pretty rad place. It's very, um, <laughs> it's, very it's sonorous, that place. Speaking <laughs> yes. of which, um, tell me you guys are uh, all caught up with Love on the Spectrum. What the hell oh, is that? Oh, hell yeah. What's Love on the Spectrum? Best show ever. Dude, that one dude is my best friend. Just uh, don't even, he's so great. <laughs> if you're the guy who wears the love... suits all the time. Oh, that guy, Michael? Yeah, he's yeah. sick. He's so um, awesome. Netflix show, <laughs> Love on the Spectrum. Art, you would really relate to this, mm. a lot of our listeners. But uh, it makes you want to be a better person. I'm not sure how to really say it. They are so pure in their uh, mm. desires and thoughts. And uh, yeah, it's it's hard to watch a lot of times, but it's so heartwarming. <laughs> That's all I can say. Very uh, heartwarming. So, so yeah, what you're saying it. is no one is Asperger's-y. They're more on the other side of the spectrum. Yeah. But there's it's all it's all one big smoothie of emotions mm. <laughs> going on. Interesting, but man. Yeah, it's it's interesting. One of the one of the guys is into motorsport, and oh. uh, it's really funny watching his you know his passion. Um, mm-hmm. He's the one that ends up with the Down syndrome girl, right? Oh my God! How dare you? Learn? He, wh- what do you mean? Is that a spoiler alert? Is that a concern? Oh, sorry, <laughs> spoiler. <laughs> mm-hmm. Dang. Unconfirmed. Well, Unconfirmed. I love how they're just like, I really like you. 
I like I feel you too. so warm right now with you. <laughs> I do too. That's uh, great. It's so good. All right. Love on the spectrum. Get in there. Uh, it's set in Australia. That's why. Oh, yeah. Australia. Yeah, I was going to say, man. I mean, um, that was quite the tangent there, you know? So uh, <laughs> I know. I know. But uh, I was just thinking of Australia because of that. But uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Didgeridoos and whatnots. Um, Australia. What else have you guys been watching? What do you got on the Netflix these days? I'm utterly. I finally got into Squid Game. I'm on episode nine. I figured out how to watch it because initially, when it started, it was the worst uh, dubbing. It It still is the worst dubbing. It didn't. No, I turned it to Korean with subtitles. Oh, that's that's good. That's legit. Yeah, it's legit. Uh, I watched it with dubbing, and it was gnarly. But I got used to it. Oh, I couldn't do it. So I I stopped, and then I went back, and finally, by episode three, I was uh, I was good. But Hmm. anyways. Uh, Art, you're just not watching things. You're only no, a phone I, guy. Yeah, well, I'm occasionally um, I just kind of YouTube random stuff. I really like um, uh, what is it called? I'm spacing right now. Well, the Vice is Vice is kind of my go-to for on YouTube. But there's the other one, um, LAD Bible. Have you heard of that one? LAD Bible. Yeah, it's like it's it's uh it's pretty rad. It's like um it's sort of like Vice, but um it's a little bit more. Hmm, what's the word I'm looking for? dramatic uh, no less so it's less dramatic it's it's more um it's more personal like very in, like cool individual stories about people like they have this series where they interview like like a navy seal that did this or they interview like a like a drug smuggler or they interview so it's kind of it reminds me kind of like um of uh locked up abroad a little bit but you you interview an individual um that without the all the dramatization and it's just a conversation right so it's like these 15 minute snippets and so it's pretty digestible isn't super long and it's like they have this woman who has um uh Tourette's and so like and she's uh, like a really famous gamer now and like um I forget her name and so she like talks about her experience and what happens and she has her tics and like and says stuff during the interview and like um and some of the videos that she made while be- while playing video games have become really famous because like she'll be like playing with other people and then just insult the shit out of them and then be like oh I'm sorry you know like, like you know so um but yeah. just stuff like that you know um there's there's all sorts of weird ones like surviving like crazy survival stories and shit like that mm. people YouTube that like guy. left a cult you know yeah 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 huh. that's a good one interesting yeah i watched uh i got into white lotus i watched that um i don't know i can't think of anything else but okay some well, decent stuff you know white lotus <laughs> is like started out really good i feel and then i kept going but it was a little i had some problems with it Oh, mm. that sounds like so, we need a uh, show them opinions. Uh, I know. What's that dude, Tom Hanks movie on Apple TV? Oh, don't tell me anything. I want to watch it. Uh, uh, Finch, yeah. right? Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. He kills everyone. In the oh, cool. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, dude. Okay. Actually, here, we're talking shows real quick. Um, I finally started, I mean, I need to continue at some point, but I watched the the first three episodes of Twin Peaks. Like David Lynch's oh, yeah. Twin Peaks on the plane when we flew out to Greenwich and on the I went on the way out and back, and uh, dude, yeah, like so I actually haven't looked this up. I don't know if you guys know, but was that like just like was that on HBO back in the day or was it like an NBC show? Like what what because it it is pretty weird. So I can't imagine yeah. it just being like free open like public access kind of shit. Like it's got to be cable. <laughs> no, but uh, I'm pretty sure it was like I want to say it was like NBC or something like that. 
wow, like that. Or one like, of those to, networks. To be that mainstream. My huh? parents would. I remember catching part of it. My parents would watch it when it was new. You know, when it came out, and I don't think we had. I don't think we had HBO or anything. I think. Or it could. Just, have, I imagine you know? like almost like, a, or it could have been like, um, like a. Yeah. Like USA or something, right? Like maybe, because um, yeah, Bravo. Dude, yeah, because it is, it is, it is pretty bizarre. Um, it's just so quirky. Like I feel like it, it, it wouldn't resonate well with like mainstream audiences. But um, I don't know how many seasons were made or whatever. But like every, everyone it was seems on to ABC. know about it. On ABC. ABC. Look at that. April eighth, nineteen ninety. But uh, yeah, two seasons. Two seasons. Okay. Yeah, I saw the first yep. three episodes. So that and it was it was I mean it was interesting enough. Uh, it was definitely quirky and weird and David Lynchy, um, like that one detective, the FBI guy. Like he's he's such a oh trip. yeah, he's such a weirdo, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's awesome. But yeah. uh, it just made me think. Yeah, we're talking shows, and I'm like, damn. Like I, I wanted to ask you guys. Like that was on mainstream TV. Holy shit! I know mm-hmm. it's a weird one. All right, uh, question time, and we have a lot to get into after that. Let's do it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, not. Let's see here. Instagram is not allowing me to. Oh, the crazy thing there, Art, is like that was probably like right after Home Improvement or something, you know? <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Think like, about dinosaurs. Yeah. Different dinosaurs. strokes. Like, yeah, no, dinosaurs <laughs> was Fox. Yeah. Um, right? I thought it was. I don't remember. ABC. I'm pretty sure it was Fox. I don't know. <laughs> well, anyhow. Not the mama, um, that dinosaurs. Yeah, that not that one. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> I watched it though, but I was also like eleven, so I think I I get a pass. But yeah. uh, the fact this, that that was some... something that was sold and bought on a network and made for multiple seasons, yeah, is crazy. Yeah. So crazy. This is very oh, American really. American centric conversation. I wonder what our yeah you know, if people overseas know what the hell we're talking about. Alf also like oh, what Alf's was going not. on? Yeah, yeah. Is insane. To, oh, he's trying to eat the cat. Yeah, I don't remember. A anything. bad attitude alien that eats cats. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it'll be yeah. great, guys. Yeah. So all good. right. Uh, all right. Question time on on Instagram here. Ofuks nine eleven says, uh, from pictures, it seems like every car that goes to Morning Motors is grade A perfect. True. How did you create such a good group of enthusiasts and cars? Looking back, do you guys organize where everyone parks, or is it happenstance? Well. One thing that we never take pictures of is like um, Warren or I out front and basically kind of doing a full 360 around each car and we have a checklist and if they're not good enough, (laughs) we're like, I'm sorry, you have to park on the street. And so there's actually a pretty solid show on the streets usually. Um, right. The screening process (laughs) is very brutal. (laughs) It's like, get the fuck out of here. No. um, Yeah. How do you answer that question? I mean, it's like we don't curate. So first of all, thank thank you for that. It's mainly... uh, Lane taking good photos and art. Um, Mostly Lane. But uh, zero, zero curation. Uh, I think the biggest answer would be doing this podcast for years and years and years and having a certain type of listener slash enthusiast that wants to come to our events. That doesn't mean that every single car is part of that group, but uh, the majority is. And then zero uh, curation of where people park. There might be like the occasional like, open spot where there happens to be another similar car and we like point them like go over there and then they manage to park there but that's about it yeah yeah so yeah but uh you should come to a morning motors no yeah, yeah our last it, show had crazy i mean i guess we'll get into it later or we don't but uh yeah diversity is crazy but we have you know there is a lot of like newer kind of like a 
stance nation stuff and all Can that. Can we get into that too. just for just for a second now that I'm thinking of it? I yeah. really I have such a hard time understanding the groups of like six, seven, eight dudes, yeah. mostly dudes, some some girls, that all own the exact same model of the same car. Oh, like and they all, SX or something? Or, or like the or E92 Sylvia's. BMWs. Oh, yeah. Or the Chargers or the Mustangs. But it's always like very rarely will there be another model. I could see it being a BMW crew. Okay, that's cool. There's an M3. There's an M6. Yeah, no, it's yeah. not that. It's like we all have the exact same non-M coupes that are all have the same modifications and we all roll together. That's always I been a thing though, right? I mean, like think about like... Oh, like it's... Uh, the, like yeah. back in the day, like, you know, there's always like the Impala guys or there's like the Charger guys or like, you know, there's, but it, I, I know what you're saying though. It's like not necessarily what you're into, but, um, it's like, I guess, do you it's, think, yeah. Or do you think maybe it's spawned more from like forums and stuff or like Facebook groups where it's like very, it can get more uh, specific like that? Well, no, I feel like, I mean, I, I growing up, like you E92 would see that shows, Facebook right? group exists, right? So it's all E92 enthusiasts. Yeah, yeah, that's and definitely maybe, is a it's thing. not not so much BMW CCA. It gets yeah. more like it, it, more granular. It yeah, it's like it's yeah. very specific. Yeah, because I mean, I can I, you know you you had like VW bug guys back in the day, right? Or you had like you name your car, yeah. like you know, like yeah, but that's like so much less granular than this. This would be because. Like VW Bug, like that, you know, the years of VW, they only made like a couple cars or whatever. This right, is right. Like, so, yeah, it's like, this is getting that was down a bad to example. Like, <laughs> yeah. This is, but you know what I was like, Warren's saying, it's like getting a lot more. It's like if like I only went places with Porsche 944 NAs. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. But it's definitely, I think your, your, assessment of it is correct i think that the 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 forum or facebook groups are all that that whole community is very specific right because you can get down to a specific model um it could be s ap1 s2000s or something right like or some shit like that where it's like super right. specific um but yeah it's like you div- I, but it's I, I see the appeal i mean like in some ways it's like you know you have that relationship with like you know you're looking for specific parts and you have the same issues and you have all that stuff and so like it creates like those little bonds right with people that like um you you don't someone with an with an ap2 nsx may not have i don't know i'm getting really specific but like, but like just not having a a sedan and an M3 and it's just like we all have the exact same cars then we want to roll like eight cars deep to an event it is it's it so does it's it seem really childish? strange does it seem or what does it seem like to you i don't know I, i'm i'm really like i just don't get it and the fact that they're so passionate about this and they're all going to have the exact same car essentially like yeah it's I very common in them, japan by the way that's another thing like i i've i've seen this a lot like uh, there's like S six hundred only crews, right? And they all show up in crews or like whatever as you're describing, right? Like it could be Al- Alpina E thirty fours only. Like that's really common. Um and but and they and it gets even gnarlier. Like it's like it's where they all look exactly the same. You know, like you have like A eighty six crews that are all the same. Like their cars are well, all the same. Well that's kinda what he <laughs> was talking about, where they all have the yeah. same mods and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, it's crazy. Like they're yeah, essentially it's, all have the same exact car. And yeah. uh I don't yeah, it's it's funny. Like it's almost as if they assimilate, it's like the cool thing is being the same, rather than most enthusiasts that I've. You want to be individuals. With, you want to have your own thing, right? It's mm, like, yeah. 
you have some sort of uh, a way to stand out, and uh, this seems like the opposite of that. So I don't know. Maybe it's that's a trend I'm learning about. Call in if you know why. Um, SV Expert says, on a scale of 1 to 10, how much of a purist are you? 10 being zero change, even getting the exact same tires from the factory, oh. and 1 being every panel is modified. Huh. Dang. Well, Warren's the purest of all. <laughs> He's a Puritan. Uh, but I don't know if he's a 10. You're probably like an... Definitely not a, you're, are definitely you like definitely a, not a 10. Are you an 8? Um, I'm probably like a 6, I guess. Dang. I don't know. That seems low. Yeah. But I mean, I'm I'm modifying the interior, the suspension, the tires, the, you know, I'm not, I'm not afraid of that. Yeah. But it's not panels. It's not interior. Like you wouldn't change like, like all that kind of, like, would you put like a Recaro bucket in your E30? Yeah. You would? Okay. Yeah. Um, but I wouldn't like go out of my way to do Warren it. Warren also had like one of the most modified VWs I've seen. Or, yeah. you know, or like a super modified VW, basically. Yeah. Does um, he, does, like, what, what about putting a different shift knob on your E30, Warren? What do you think about that? I did. I already <laughs> have one. <laughs> <laughs> I have one that wasn't stock. What did you put on there? It's that little leather job. Leather, is it a, a Momo Anatomico? One. Mine was a plebeian plastic guy from the factory. So, were you a Momo uh, Anatomico? Yeah. Hell no, <laughs> hell fucking no. Wait, I but had you put, a Momo Anatomic. There you go. Oh. You did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, did you put um um, you did a leather BMW shift knob instead of the yes. plastic one. So that's like yes. still that's OEM plus, right? So it's like yeah, it's it gives still, me half a point. It's still pretty pure though. It's it gives not, me half a point. Yeah, I'm off the I'm off the purity. Would you put a Condor Racing weighted shift knob like I put on my 30 in your car? No, definitely right. not. So you're see so you're bumping up now. You're back up to a seven. I'm telling you, <laughs> I lost the point because <laughs> I won't go a big big heavy dildo in my hand every day. Yeah, well you can do that uh, if you want. Yeah. I think most modifications as far as daily driver is Lane. Yeah, Lane. Is Lane I don't, listening? I don't know if Lane's watching. Yeah, I'm me. listening. Do I? <laughs> okay. Is Lane a pure? I don't think yeah, Lane's, I mean, Lane's definitely not a purist. Like, I mean, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Like, you pretty much modified your 944. But I kind of am a purist. As, uh, yeah, I have. I guess I. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It depends where what you're looking at. Like, I, I don't go with like non period correct mods, I would say. And then also, I'm not like. I'm very i'm not gonna like modify the actual body of the car that makes right sense. especially you know, not i'm not gonna like non, non i'm not gonna like way. bolt on fender flares or something like that but you would maybe if it was like a, a porsche uh had done it in the past exactly yeah for sure even if it was a motorsport application you would mm, you would do it maybe yes i guess like but, if, but uh, then it, but then is it but doesn't that give me a point for purity if I'm going towards something like I'm well, not what really if it wasn't done by the factory? Let's say it was done by um, uh, Rothman's racing. Or how about uh, how about like a bird yeah, cup mark one, like a bird cup mark one body kit? Yeah, that's like, awesome. I would so love you, that. you're down, right? So that's not yeah. OEM at all. Like, and it's like pretty aggressive. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I haven't. That's a really hard one to like get the number down. I mean, I don't know. I. I'm like a three, maybe. I don't. Know. <laughs> I don't know. Like I, I'm down to modify the hell out of anything. Like, um, like I, like one example is like that STI that was rear-wheel drive converted with a BMW engine that Warren hated. Like that's like super rad to me. Like I, I love to see like some creative build that actually 
like is functional and like it shows your skill set like that you can create something like that like and like that's really cool to me like i um i think like that would be rated a one right it's like the exact opposite it's like yeah totally different drivetrain like it's uh, uh converting the, the actual you know an all-wheel drive to a rear-wheel drive like and that probably had bolt-on fla- flares who knows probably yeah like carbon fiber everything yeah yeah plus so, like, so- i think our both you and i are down to like do engine swaps that aren't in the family oh, how do you feel about that one and- I mean, I'm fine brand, like sticking to uh, the brand, but I'm not an LS swap guy. I'm not a, oh, okay. like, You're not a, a BMW engine. Yeah. I'm not a K swapper. Although if like, if money was no object and I'm Ken Block over here, just snapping my fingers and shit happens, I'm, it's totally changes, but I, I would invest my own, yeah, money to do that. It seems mm. too, too much work. I've been around a lot of Frankenstein cars and they're just always a pain in the ass too. That's like the main yeah. thing that I go back That's to. Very true. Even when I'm looking at cars for sale and it's, swaps i'm always just like uh there's going to be some weird issue that no one knows how to fix because it's not you who did it too right that's the thing like our yeah fun, that yeah. that for sure but even if you are it's like why is this uh fault coming up is it because of this is it because of that you know it's who knows yeah so, our, our friend andrew uh who has two swapped cars he's got a four age swapped uh toyota starlet which is that little dual overhead cam 16 valve engine that came uh-huh. in the corolla gts and uh you know uh, the yeah, Acrylage TS and a few other things, but um, the uh, Stereon that he has has an LS swap in, and he will never ever have anyone else work on his cars. He'll never pay, he'll never whatever it is, even if it's free, whatever it is, uh, because he's a mechanic, he's a master tech, and like he wants to know exactly where everything is and what is done to the car for that reason. Because you know, you, di- you start digging into something that someone else put together and like you, as you said, it could be anywhere in the fucking wiring harness or it could be, who knows, right? It's all a mystery. Like even totally. for, I had a very small taste of this with my, um, uh, with my BMW 2002, the, the green one, because I couldn't figure out what calipers it had and I wanted to upgrade the brake pads and like, and there right, was, right. and there were no fucking numbers on it. Remember? And that's and like, like the most primitive it, upgrade. It's right? so basic. There's like, yeah. And it's like shit. And just that alone. Right. Yeah. yeah. And then, um, if your brakes are having an issue, you're like, well, is it the calipers? Is it the, cause it's not, now it's not factory. So you have to kind of like start eliminating all these things. I mean, we've, I've seen it many, many times. So it's, yeah, it's mainly just fear. It's all fear based. Yeah. It's you're, not uh, you're a fearful individual. You and then take that I, to like engine management systems and stuff like that, like to a crazier level and you're I have like no interest in that. Yeah. But if that's well, again, what, uh, if I had like if I had a mechanic at my disposal and a shop with you know, just saying like these crazy ideas, yes, I'm all I'm all for it. So here's here's uh this has gone full circle for me, Warren. Um you hate two specific um uh, Brands. I don't know if it's the actual work they do, but the names in particular bother you. Mega Squirt, uh, standalone yes. systems, and Mount Tune. Mount Tune. They tune that's things, right. and that's that's. I don't that. want make, I don't want squirting <laughs> or tuning anywhere near me. All right, big flap, big, flap. big flat flip. Wait. So what's our answer? What are what are you? Are I, I, I'm a three. I think. I don't know because I do I think want. I'm, I, I mean, I like some really. I mean, actually, I'm, a, I don't know. I'm a seven now. I'm back. Yeah. To there seven. you go. What do you think? I'm what? probably. Uh, would you say I'm more or less than you then? I think you're I would in the say middle I'm between le- us. I think I'm you're less five. than Art, dude, because I think Art's more willing to like put some fucking. Well, that's what I'm saying. You're, you're a five. He's a three. You're a five. I'm a seven. Yeah. That's where we're Oh, at. dude, I'm willing to put an LS and a 996. So that what is that? Dude, he lowered <laughs> a fucking NSX to almost undrivable. That's right. 
Well, yeah. it was more undrivable when he got it. I'll give him credit for that. Thank you. So, yeah, it was. It was. Okay. It was so low that. that I had. It was muddy to make it harder to drive over parking. Uh, no, I'm saying it was worse when he got the car though at stock ride height. Yeah, it's really soft. Okay. Way Those worse. Really soft. They're renowned for so scraping bad. stock. Yeah. Okay. 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 Big flat flip says, "What's the most ruined car at SEMA? C8 Corvette, Bronco, the undefeated reigning champ Jeep Wrangler, or other? Bonus. What's the worst new trend? All right. Lane went to SEMA." We'll get yeah. into that later, but let's hear it. What, what was okay, ruined? ruined is a weird. That's a that's an interesting word because I would say a lot of the Broncos weren't necessarily ruined. They were pretty like standard issue, you know, like those standard issue mods that everyone does with like Jeeps and stuff. It's like, oh, you put big tires and some some wheels on it or something, and you uh, put some accessories, you know. So I wouldn't say they were ruined cars. Um, I think the most ruined cars at SEMA are probably like, I would say like uh, FRS, BRZs, where they're like chopping up fenders and putting over fenders like really poorly on, you know, Um, like they're kind of like actually ruining the actual car. Yeah. Uh, And um, and then what was the other question? What's the biggest trend this year? No, the Um, worst trend. Worst. Worst trend. I guess I mean, worst worst new trend. Yeah. Uh, oh, new trend. I mean, the worst. <laughs> the worst trend is brodozers. Like that's just like. I, that's the most insane. Maybe the most insane car culture there is. I don't and, and, know. How do you get in them? Why? Like, there's so many questions there. You know, and like, the amount of work. It's like they have amazing talent cr- and resources are crazy. But you're ending with this product that is basically undrivable, other than in a like parking lot it has yeah. no ground clearance it's like the the only way that i can make sense of it and it's not really something i'm interested in at all but it's like it's like the opposite of like like miniaturism Option. culture where like people have like little tiny versions of things right and it's like this little thing and that you j- and so this is the opposite it's like gigantism right it's like let's right, make this right. gigantic showpiece that is so fucking over the top and crazy and huge and like it's just but it's like something i don't personally want to do or even care about but like that's and like they've the gotten worse yeah. since like the first time, even from the first time you guys went to see, you know, that we all went to semen together. Mm-hmm. It's gotten way worse because now the wheels are like 33 inch wheels or something crazy. You know? With rubber it's, band tires. With rubber band tires. Like the wheels have gotten, they went from 22s to, to like, you know, 10 inches <laughs> right, bigger. Right. It's like, mm-hmm. And everything has gotten taller and those like, big old subframes or whatever they put under the car like not high off the ground and they're all painted and yeah so um as far as new trends i don't know if i saw i don't know if there was really a lot of um i would say there wasn't a lot of like ingenuity this year or like besides uh electric conversions were like the hot the hot ticket I know, at SEMA this year. Like, you wouldn't even know a car was electric swapped. It just, right. like, it was, like, just the thing to do. It was like, oh, I'm going to do this car, and it's going to be electric swapped. But the hood wouldn't even be open, or the trunk wouldn't be open exposing <coughs> batteries or something, you know? Hmm. It's just kind of, like, the thing to do now. It's super exciting. It's getting so close. I mean, they're they're offering more and more options, and, like, OEMs are coming Dude, out Ford went during crate, SEMA, yeah, launched engines. the crate the crate motor, 
Yeah. And it sold out before SEMA was over. Right. And, I mean, that's mm. pretty easy to see. If you can get that stuff really plug and play and hopefully people aren't going to be, like, <laughs> burning their cars up. I just think of, like, these hot rod shops that are having to adapt and they're like, I guess this is how it works. And then oh, you're out yeah. there you're really using it and uh, be interesting to see how that goes. But, um, yeah, that's cool. All right. Uh, Ditto's dad says, with the recent weather we've been experiencing in NorCal, what are your expectations for the upcoming rally? This is a good question. Well, it's currently raining here in Santa Cruz, but it's weird. The weather's been like, we get a day of rain and then it's 70 yeah, the next it's, four days. Yeah, it could really go either way. Um, and uh, La Nina is back, which is usually for oh. a colder, drier winter. Um, that's on track. <laughs> And another thing to note is our rallies are rain or shine. So mm-hmm. your cars won't melt and it'll add for better photos, right, Lane? Art? Definitely, mm-hmm. definitely. Good skies. Oh. Good um, skies. It also faces. makes for a really cozy, I don't know, it makes for nice little atmospheres when you stop and stuff. You know, I don't know. I don't think I, any of our, none of our rallies have been like hindered by when it has rained or been cold. I don't think. It hasn't it made adds, them any. It hasn't made them miserable or anything. It kind still, of adds to that uh, adventuresome yeah. spirit, mm-hmm. uh, camaraderie, yeah. and uh, also one thing to note: we'll be in the central coast area, which is traditionally very dry and stuff. And any amount of rain will make that place very green mm-hmm. yes. and and lovely. So uh, that's the advantage. And yeah. we won't be dealing with. I'd rather deal with the chance of rain versus 105 degrees. Yeah, and, and and dude, it's just that last point you touched on with the with the with the scenery. Like it's really really spectacular. Like I mean, the it's like like we've talked about it before. It's uh, back in the day. It's like Windows ninety five or ni- whatever that one was with ninety eight. I can't yeah, remember. Yeah. But it's like bright bright green, beautiful rolling hills, and with and sometimes with like blooms on them, and and just all sorts of beautiful. Um, kind of scenery and backdrops and so it makes for a different type of experience overall even if like let's say you're not going as fast or whatever but you're just cruising through this amazing place and it's still a beautiful road and you're with a great group of people probably all the same e92 m uh, non-m bmw Uh, fingers crossed yeah Uh, but yeah it's it's exciting man i'm really really amped to, to get back out there and if you're listening to this and you're interested in coming on the rally we do have a few spots available so hit us up and uh, go on to our website. Yeah, uh, it's Devin on the Lawson. main on the main rally page. So if you just go to our website, go to the dro- rally drop down, and you can go to Coast Range Rally and sign up there. December tenth through twelfth, right? Yeah. That's right. Jacob Torres six says underbody care. Upstate New York salt application can be brutal. How do you suggest mitigating the consequences of rust under a car that's to be driven in the winter? So I'm going to stop right there because it's a long question, but. Um, it sounds like he's thinking of uh, trading in his car, getting a Miata and he doesn't want to, uh, lose it to the salt, uh, devils. Uh, We're the uh, wrong people to ask. We're the wrong people to ask. The only thing that I know is that the people that can keep their cars looking decent are pressure washing him every time they drive the car. Like that's all I know. (laughs) I, 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 I don't know of anything else that works. I mean, but, um, Ask our boys so he says that he's over. uh yeah could maybe do that pressure washer every time under the car is that crazy no it's not crazy if you can do it that's awesome um yeah. I I think there's no way to really save your car if you're gonna drive it all winter long it's gonna get corrosion rust never sleeps 
the one thing I've heard, and I've never used it personally, but there's this wax spray. You can treat the underbody of the car, yep. and it's not like permanent, like an undercoating. So you know you can get it off, and it's yeah. A lot of people like, apply that stuff like every winter, right, or right. before every summer before winter. Exactly. Uh, so there's that, and then um, the other thing I've seen, and I don't know when you would do this if it would be like once the rust starts, like surface rust. But there's this new media blasting where they use dry ice to oh, yeah. blast yeah. off corrosion. It's very expensive, so this probably won't work for a, a inexpensive Miata. It would be for like you know an old 911 that you were going to sell or restore. You start there, and it's the results are amazing. If you haven't seen this, look it up. It's yeah. like cryogenic cryo, blasting cryo blasters and stuff yeah cryo blasters yeah. yeah the the machines are like 40 grand or something but once you get it working um it's insane it can you can blast it on like a rusty bolt or a hose clamp and it won't hurt the rubber at all but the rust flies off it's mm, yeah. it's incredible That's cool. uh, so by the I way i would like to do that just for any car <laughs> by the way uh miata not a great winter car <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true that. Oh, uh, very. Uh, especially if it's an NA, those are very um, uh, leaky in all sorts of sealy kind of ways, and air goes into them. Leaky, and sealy, porous, leaky, porous, porous. Yeah, porous is the right yeah. word. Um, and also very light. Uh, so I mean, I think fun and entertaining uh, with the right tires, but not a great winter car. So um, I don't know why he's considering doing that. I know he has a Mark Six uh, non GTI Golf, from what I recall, but. Much better winter car. Huh. All right. Well, keep us posted, Jacob, what you decide to do. Um, the listeners will be waiting. Automotive Omnivore says, Project Car Updates, Mighty Max fans everywhere are waiting with bated breath. Ooh. I'll, I'll give you a quick Mighty Max update. Um, I started as <laughs> just a fucking stupid dumb car. <laughs> just a dumb car. I started it, and... Um, it did not have the uh, surging idle. I drove it. Um, it drove well. And then I parked it, sat for a couple of days. I started it again. So wait, here's the question. How did you start back. it? Because it wasn't starting before. So that's intermittent as well. Okay. <laughs> so I have an intermittent starting issue, intermittent surging idle. Um, I don't know what the heck is going on. I did replace the sensor, the throttle position sensor, um, connector has one of those, um, like you, it looks like a, a paperclip in the shape of a U that goes around the, the, cl- the, like a circlip kind of thing. You have to hold it. Circlip. Yeah. And that had, that had like lost its spring. So the, the sensor wasn't really like, I had to like really get it to sit perfectly. And so I'm like, fuck this, I'm going to buy a new, uh, connector and I'll just take that circlip out. And so I, I was able to find that online. It wasn't that easy, but Bought that for like 10 bucks just to get the circlip because I mm. couldn't find it anywhere else by itself and then uh, replaced that. So that's all snapped in and good. Um, that might have helped with it running, but then it came right back the next time I started it. So I think bottom line, it needs either the whole throttle body to come off and I need to clean it. It might have like a plugged idle air control, which is part of the throttle body. By the way, this is not something I'm looking forward to doing. Um, and the starter might have a little bit of life left, but I have a starter. I bought one. I think we talked about it. It was only 40 bucks, which is so crazy. Yeah, but you couldn't so ha- start the car to drive it to a lift to do it is right. your, and your then situation. That, then the next time I went to go to try to get it to start, it started right up. <laughs> so, okay. And the last two times it started right up. So I don't know. Um, it might have just been. But I thought that wasn't else. it loose or something. You said last time it was loose. It was loose. Yeah, so and that- then I and I tightened it and it didn't help that at that oh, time. Oh, it didn't help. 
<laughs> so, yeah. yeah. But anyway, starters here. So I might just do a starter anyways. Um, but and then you're selling it to that one kid who keeps begging to buy it off of you, right? I just can't set him up for failure like that. What? Life is too short. Dude, no, you got to tell him. Just tell him exactly what the situation is. This is what the car has. You really want it. Give me this. Go for it. Have fun. All right. If you're listening, you know what the car has. It has nothing, and it needs everything. <laughs> there you go. And he was willing to give you 1500 bucks. So then one popped up on Craigslist, and I was like, God damn, I could buy the exact same truck. It's not cheap, though. It's a really nice example. But uh, anyone looking for a Mighty Max, there's one in Monterey for $5,000. <laughs> Mighty Max enthusiast okay. crew over Let's go here. go buy a Toyota, yeah. dude. Dude, I bet exactly. Warren, Warren Go buy a Nissan Hardbody. That's like a I'm good discount. I know. I know. As much as I like it, it would be really funny though. It's the exact same color to like buy that and just show up to Morning Motors and be well, like, "Yeah." Warren, what if um, what if you got invited to an All Mighty Max show or something, or or, or roll down with a crew of Mighty Maxes to some SoCal vintage truck show? Would you roll with yep. the Mighty Max crew and your Mighty it's like right a on. Mighty Army? <laughs> um, first of all, I would never take this car outside of my zip code, but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. So, anyways, that's the Mighty Max update. Um, what else? Any other updates I have? Nope, not really. How about you guys? You guys have any updates? None. Mm. Update list. I saw Art posted a little uh, poll yeah, about his know, car. Just, just oh yeah, dude. The, yeah, yeah. Get the people excited. Yes. You know. <laughs> excited for what? What was well, your poll asking? Tell the listeners. Oh, sorry, that, that oh I have a little secret about art. Are you know art like secretly like listed his car somewhere for sale too for like fifteen grand? Yeah, and it's what? Old. Yeah. So, yeah. so th- my my car. This there's a a little backstory that triggered this. So I was offered by by someone, basically exactly what I would want to <laughs> to, to do a swap on. A kid has a, a henna rot. So it's the 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 fucking beautiful orange red orange red color that I really like. Mm-hmm. E thirty. Um, and it's an it's an E. So it's a non IS non I. Um, but straight car, no rust, uh, really clean car. He offered me that car plus eight grand on top. And I was very seriously considering it. And then like he kind of ghosted me, um, because that would basically pay for the entire thing. You know, like (laughs) it's like basically get the car, the super clean car in the right color. And then, you know, the rest of the stuff just falls into place, right? Like there's all the parts and components Buy all that. Unfortunately, my mechanic right now is on paternity leave <laughs> well, you know nick um but um like that's that was was like got me excited i was like fuck this is like it makes a lot of sense you know this is the brian model which he had mentioned before right it's like why are you swapping this car the, which is more, that is like the perfect trade if you were going to do it totally. if you still wanted to do that project it's like okay that yeah makes sense. and it makes a lot of sense right and so then like i'm like yeah dude let, let's talk about it where is it i was trying to and, and this happened before we were uh, we'll talk about L, our la trip in a moment here but before we flew out to la that's when this happened and so um we were going to fly down to do a walkthrough of the rad would uh site that we're going to hold hold the socal event at and so um i was trying to pair it up with that and like basically leading up to that he he was he went quiet and then like the i think it was like the day of that i flew out he's like yeah sorry man i actually sold the car someone offered me whatever so i don't know he was like actively trying to move the car and so so he got cashed out and that was the end of that and then i'm like god damn it i feel so blue balled it's like this is exactly what i want like you know i spent all this fucking money on my house and we got other you know you guys know what i'm doing right now with properties and all kinds of shit so it's like like i don't have budget for swaps right now and you know we're starting to ramp up our businesses and get money again but like and it got me really excited so i was like shit like this is an angle to do it right it's like if i get good money for my e30 which 
is great intact as is and preserve it as an IS and it deserves maybe to be that way. And if I could find a clean non-IS for five to six grand and then fund the whole swap, it's like, it's perfect, right? So that got me really excited. So it's like, all right, like, what it should I do that? Like, I still want to do that. Um, like, you know, as I've talked about before, it's a rad setup. It's just like, I don't have budget for it for a while. So so what's the poll you, you put online? Oh, so the poll was, should I put it up on Rad for Sale as the first E30 listed on our auction site, or should I swap it? And so it's like right down the middle on both DWA and Radwood last I checked. I don't know if you guys looked recently. I haven't seen it. Yeah. yeah. But uh, that's the that's the poll. We got, we got back uh, to the poll. See, we started at, with the backstory well, first. I voted for a swap. So yeah. Well, that know. means I you're gonna have first to sell. You guys. Oh, sweet. Thanks. Um. Well, we're. Did you really? <laughs> yeah. Because, um, dude. Like, what? You gonna? You think he's gonna swap it? Come on, dude. Oh, I see. I see. What I'm you're hedging saying. It's like, my bet we... that I told him we said he wouldn't swap it. So I know. Why are we even messing around? Just get it over Just with. Get yeah. It over exactly. With, yeah. I know. Let's get it over. Biggest with. talker. Yeah. Um. And then there's another thing that really got me even more excited, which would be a total failure for this plan because you know if we do this, if I do the E30 thing and then get a cool E30 and then swap it, that's great. Um. But there's an E34 M5. I'm not gonna tell anybody where it is. Um. <laughs> And I'm holding it close to my chest because I it, the guy is in zero hurry to sell it. Um, it's a car that I've seen for a couple of years now. It's actually a very, very nice car. It has 130,000 miles on it. It's black on black. And the guy will take 12 grand for it. And I'm like, oh, my God, dude, like that is a $30,000 car now. Like if I was looking everywhere and, you know, a car with 250,000 miles is selling in the 20s now, you know, and um, and I've talked about that being a great dad mobile and like. I kind of missed you that had one, you know, I you had one. They're awesome. Yeah. yeah. I really like them. Yeah. And so, um, why did you sell it? Um, because I bought something else with that money. I can't remember. Um, I feel like when you had that car, you didn't even like it that much. I, did, I kind I of did. felt the same thing. I, you weren't yeah. what? I mean, I, I always but, liked them. Yeah. Like they're, did you ever, awesome. like, did you ever go anywhere with <laughs> that car Warren? Like, or like see it out and about like, it yeah, felt like I, a I car that you just kind of like, I didn't care about. I daily drove it. It was like I drove yeah, it all I the time. Felt like, it, I felt like you just didn't care. You didn't like it. You complained well, about I mean, the steering. The fact that he sold it is a pretty good. Well, I sell he all sells my cars. everything. Though. I sell all yeah. my cars. I, I, I know. My E30 is for sale. Is what Lane said. Fifteen. Just grand. think Let's about it. it. <laughs> just think about it. Six months from after you buy the E34 M5, like think about how you would feel. Just don't buy it. Yeah, no, no, no. Then, then it's this is the whole experience, right? This is why I have a lot of uh, I've owned a lot of cars. It's like I want to go back to those experiences. I want to revisit them, or I want a new experience. And then maybe six uh-huh. to eight months down the road, it'll be something else. But um, yeah, I don't know. But just like you guys, I mean, as like a as a, a dyed in the wool flipper, you know, like I mean, I love to explore and learn more about yeah. cars and own them and through that experience. Uh, but. Dude, seeing an opportunity like this with this E34 is fucking killing me. And it's like... I mean, I, that's like a financial thing. I know. I that's totally a financial thing more than anything. But I still... I really like the cars. I love E34 M5s. I always have. Like, uh, But... Um, Not enough always. to own one. Not enough to keep one. But you like... Hey, them. I love NSXs and I love 993s too, Warren. Uh, I know. And I love E36 M3s and I love A86 Corollas and I love Integras always. and I love all that stuff, right? Always so, always, always. Always loved. Always will. That's right. Well, it's nice because maybe fractional ownership of collector cars is for you because then you can have the the email comes up. It's like you now own one hundredth of an F four. Oh, the freaking like, yes. rally road. No, but I got no, it. But he can't. Cars, he can't man. hear it run, and hearing's fifty percent. Yeah. So that's right. They don't let you hear it run. That's it. You just look at it. Yeah, I heard that in one well, that one uh, company that you're probably thinking about. Uh, 
they sometimes have like shows where you can see it. So like that you can go to a place and it's there and you can stand around it and have wine. Yeah. That um, other place too, the original one, like that was a thing you could see any of the cars. You just have to like, you know, if you wanted to. Uh, yeah. that's, that's such a trippy thing, huh? Very yeah. weird. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Check out my car. <laughs> well, check out, I own this headlight dog. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. See that tire? Yeah, that's my tire. That's my tire. Uh, all right, that's it for questions. So that would suck if you only own the tire. You're like <laughs> some thing that you have to replace. Right. Uh, You're in charge of tires. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what? What, what? What part would you want to own, Warren? Uh, let's say we're t- we mentioned NSXs. You love any one NSXs. What part? If you could buy a part of the NSX and walk into the room and say, "I own <laughs> I that," that right I don't even know what that means. Uh, <laughs> uh, the the roof. Oh, the roof. Just the roof. The roof line. Yeah. Oh, the whole line. Yeah. So you you want like the silhouette? I own that. What's that silhouette right the there? Silhouette. That's like some fucking weird um um NFT shit, right? Like, <laughs> like oh, you yeah, own yeah, the yeah. silhouette to something. I just want the silhouette. That's all I'm interested in. Um, you guys have been up to anything since we last recorded, or no, just nothing. a couple of things. <laughs> Should we just end such the as in the right Iraqs? Now? Yeah, I don't even know where to start, dude. I know. So we didn't record last week because we were all kind of busy. Lane was sort of traveling, but and we had recorded to, an episode. To SEMA and we had, had recorded a couple days prior. Yeah. So Lane went to SEMA. Art and I went to LA. Uh, we had a morning motors. We launched a rally. We are going to Velocity in a couple of days. We have a SoCal event in just over a week. So right. I like that that order. Yeah, <laughs> Lane, what you got? <laughs> what you got? <laughs> no, dude. Uh, well, can I? I ask? mean, we already oh, we it. already well, go for it. Go no, for I was it. just gonna say for SEMA, like, and I think this will get us, you know, get us a good picture to start with at least. Um, all the photos that I saw. It looked super empty. Like, was it? So, or or was yeah. it just people so, shooting super early? Okay. So, least populated. Eh, it, it's right there with like 2009 SEMA. I think it was 2009 or 2000. Yeah, 2009. Um, that SEMA was the one where like Bush was leaving the White House. Obama just got elected. We were in this financial crisis. Um, SEMA was pretty in pretty you know pretty bad state right there and this is right up there with that so to they kind of mixed things around they added a whole new hall to SEMA you know to the convention center which is crazy because we were just there it felt like we were just there and now there's this giant like taking over the whole other street is this huge like the biggest hall of the convention center Mm -hmm. um, bigger than any of the other halls and it's just massive um and going towards the strip basically um in the parking lot where zr nun was parked that one day we all went and looked at it oh yeah yeah um so that's all a convent the convention center now it's huge um so that hall is now the truck hall um like the overlanding and all that kind of stuff as where it used to be upstairs and uh, oh, south right. hall or something like that but yeah. anyways Almost every hall had like black curtains halfway through hmm. where it blocked off the second half of the hall. Got it. Um, yeah. Be, and then other halls like that, like the, I think it's Central Hall. No, I don't know. Anyways, West Hall, whatever, whatever hall it is. 
some halls, like there was a Chip Foose display. So they took up this huge amount of real estate for this Chip Foose display with 20 cars where you could probably fit 100 cars. Um, oh, right. Just really spread out. So they really like, yeah, they tried to do some stuff to kind of like make it seem like there was stuff everywhere, but it was very spread out. And then there would be like in the central hall, there would just be all of a sudden there's like a row where there's no rows and they put a couple chairs or like benches and stuff. And you're like, whoa, they never had the real estate to do that before. Mm -hmm. But now they do because a lot of companies were not there. Yeah. It was like, there was like, I posted a picture of Ling Long tires. Um, Michelin wasn't there. BF Goodrich wasn't there. Pirelli wasn't there. Wow. Uh, name your, like, Yokohama, I don't think was there. Yeah, Falcon. And no, Falcon wasn't there. Uh, Toyota oh, had a, Toy, Toyo had a presence, you know, like, mm. a, oh, the, probably they the have biggest that, presence. Yeah, they have that one They have place. the tread pass thing. Yeah. And then um, a lot of other companies just weren't there. You know, Magnaflow didn't have a booth. Um, trying to think who else. I don't know. Just... Or at least maybe they did, but it was smaller. I don't know. It was just yeah. GoPro wasn't there. Uh, wow. Yeah, major major mm. industry. So so people. that kind of I mean obviously you don't get those meetings and interactions that you go to SEMA for really unfortunately. But um but from like an experience standpoint, it seems like it might have actually been nice, right? Because it wasn't so crowded and like things were kind of spread out. Maybe I don't know. Yeah. So on the flip side, uh, it was actually like you could actually walk up. You could walk without bumping elbows with dickheads holding spider bags. Um, <laughs> and and there was way less scooters, like people rolling around on scooters and oh, mowing yeah. people down. Oh, you should have rented one. That would have been a good Dude, you do. could like literally, you could walk anywhere and you didn't have to do the whole like, oh, fuck, like somehow art got ahead of me. And, oh, yeah. you know, you didn't, there was none of that, dude. You could just walk side by side with one another and like, you know. You could just hang out, and then you could walk straight up to a booth, and there'd be a few people. Like, you know, there was people there. It was definitely like crowded, but not yeah, to yeah. SEMA levels of crowdedness. It was, um, so that was really nice. It was also nice, like going up to places and having people actually like talk to you and like want to talk to you about stuff. It's almost like going to the pre-reunion as opposed to the reunion, mm-hmm. where you can like walk up to the cars and mechanics and they're like, "Oh, hey, how's it going, guys? You have you guys seen this?" Where you go on reunion day and they're like, fuck off, get out of my space, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Um, and so there was a lot more opportunity to actually like, like look at stuff and kind of like, and not be in the way of, you know, a million people taking pictures and all this stuff. You could also get clean shots of cars. Um, one thing I did notice though, that like if you're going there, if you're just like a spectator, like going there just to see the builds and stuff, there was probably like 50% less builds. Sure. Like the amount of cars, like if you look at a booth, like Magnaflow would have like four cars up front and then two on the side. And maybe Magnaflow was there. Maybe this year they had two cars, you know, or one car. Right, or right. Like Valvoline had two cars. Maybe in normal years they would have four or something, mm-hmm. you know. So there was just less stuff. I think less people did builds. Um, yeah, there was just a lot less stuff. There was, um, and there wasn't anything like a lot of Broncos, but I didn't really see, like I said, nothing besides everything being electrified. There wasn't, 
Um, there wasn't like a real standout, you know, standout, anything really standout. Mm. Um, yeah. You got to see the new Maverick. I did. Truck. Did they have just a standard one there or were they all modified? They were. That's a good question, Warren. I haven't seen one yet. I think there was, there might have been a stock one there. I kind of forget. It's all right. It's not like, um, it, I don't think it's the greatest design. I don't, I don't either. It's very like, I think the Hyundai Santa Cruz is like a way cooler looking thing. I think the, the Maverick is like, um, kind of just a, a smaller version of their normal trucks. And I don't think they, did anything like revolutionary or anything really cool that makes it stand out. So it's yeah. not really, it wasn't anything to look at really. Mm-hmm. And then Ford's booth, you know, we, you guys know, and I, I think I posted about it, but they always have the the best OEM booth. Yeah. They have that and huge they still, center section. Yeah. Yeah. They have the router section and they still did, but, but they, but it was definitely like, they still had the best of the OEMs, but it was definitely not up to like par that, that they've, you know, the standard they've set in the last couple of years, like there wasn't a GT 40 hanging in the center. You know, there was nothing yeah, like yeah. that. There was no, like they didn't have a gaming section where you could play video games like they have in the past. They didn't have like old guys race cars and stuff building a car. Remember there was like yeah. building a, there was, it was just a lot, a lot lighter. Like it seemed like a, Oh, like this would be kind of easy to put on, you know, like, some cool lighting sure. and stuff, but mm-hmm. not to the level that, and it's definitely not the like Chevy's level where it looks like just a Chevy showroom. Um, yeah. Or, and Dodge was actually a lot worse than normal too. Even, they, you know, they don't have the greatest presence, but uh, actually, I don't even Dodge hat. It might have been all Jeep. Uh, okay. Maybe it was like, maybe there was a little bit of Chrysler there, but yeah, it Still was some uh, cool stuff. I mean, you, you definitely posted a bunch on the Instagram for Radwood and DWA, but yeah. Uh, like the Hoonigan stuff looked pretty interesting. Hoonigan kind of took over and they had a rad, like a, a big presence. Like And Toyota giant. Tires always does a pretty good job curating their mm-hmm. builds. They do. And for I better think, or worse. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like it's not always up to like, it's not to our taste or what we like, but they do have like probably the most interesting um, section. And, and Hoonigan's up there. You know, Hoonigan, actually they kind of tie together a lot too. The oh, okay. Hoonigan and Toyota, it seems like they kind of, I don't know if they're affiliated. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Hoonigan had that bur- burn yard thing going where it's like, you're like, how is someone not going to die here? You know. <laughs> <laughs> also, how are there the hundred thousand people that want to go, <laughs> go do that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> not a hundred thousand. And that's yeah. out front. So you don't need IDs to get in there. So people. Oh, that's like so just open. The anyone public. can kind of watch. <clears throat> go to that how was stuff. Vegas overall? Like, did you guys go to the strip and stuff or? a little bit like barely yeah did it um, look busy like not casinos were crowded and stuff um i we only went in the one hotel where we stayed with uh rami's hotel right there oh um, okay oh aria and that's aria that's the only one i walked through and it was to try and go to that best uh roy Choi's best friend restaurant uh-huh. And it was closed, so we ended up eating outside in that like Italian courtyard. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, which is great. But um, yeah, so that was like my only experience on the strip, and uh, I don't know. It seemed I, I would say it's pretty light for SEMA. Okay, you know, yeah, and yeah. also just flying out. Always when you fly out, you're like, 
there's the groups you're like oh that guy's those guys are definitely going to SEMA those dudes wearing the three matching bowling shirts with the fuck with their logo they're definitely going to SEMA you know there there was none of that like I didn't see a single person on my plane that anyone with a visor with the fake hair out of the top (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) any of that going on yeah so there wasn't yeah well that was it it was a different year but it was it was still cool like I Saw someone post on like SEMA's account. They're like, "Worst SEMA ever!" Da, da, da. And then SEMA's like, "Well, uh, share. You know, if you you should email us and tell us what you didn't like." And you're like, "He's." It's like I got through the show in in a day, and normal takes me three. But like in reality, you could. We got through the show so quick, but it's because you could walk too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, right. like you weren't like held up, and you could kind of see. You didn't have to look through people. You could see what say, you wanted like, to look at. It's like less distractions. Yes. It was just m- more focused, less stuff, so you could mm-hmm. go through it quicker. Because yeah. otherwise, every nook and cranny has a different display and some product yeah. or thing, and you're like, kind of can't even take it all in. Yeah, yeah. and without mm-hmm. all the people, even if it was as many booths as before, your vision's so much better without the people in the way where you could see, like, oh, there's so-and-so, there's that. I want to see that. Um, yeah, yeah. And... Yeah, I mean, in a lot of ways, it was actually really nice. Like, it would have been fun to go with a crew and uh, explore. But just yeah. because you could actually stick with the crew, you could actually hear each other talk. You could, you know, like, have conversations and stuff. VIP experience. Yep. Yeah, that doesn't sound That's too cool. bad. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it sounds like the overall the cars were a little underwhelming. But there seemed, I mean, I saw some pretty rad stuff that you posted. <laughs> like, that 914 Safari thing was pretty wild. Um, how was that yeah, in person? Yeah, cool. Patrick Long drove it in. Oh, really? Um, yeah. I guess there was like an unveiling or something. I didn't I didn't see it. But uh, yeah, it was cool. It was super cool. I think it's a build they did a while ago, and they just did it in that Hot Wheels livery. Oh, okay. Um, it, yeah, it, it's, it looks really cool. The, one, the only thing I didn't like was it had chrome cookie cutters. Um, oh. Which is hmm. not yeah, really my, my steez. Especially yeah. for something that's like an off-road thing but uh yeah cool looking build and like i said it's not like the builds were like are the builds ever that impressive really you know yeah, you have a few standouts usually yeah, there wasn't wild. as much like cr- stuff where you're like ah that's gross yeah right, <laughs> i think that's right. more more like more than anything it's like there was just less like kind of wild stuff yeah well that's kind yeah. of a part of the entertainment for us though right the whole like exactly speak, so that was lacking it's like there isn't much to, it was like, more normal yeah it's more normal yeah where it's like yeah. you're like oh my god did you see this fucking thing um <laughs> yeah yeah and then and i saw Ali the- and i did go to apex too which i've never oh, gone over to apex okay. yeah yeah and that's apex is more for like oem kind of like of how am i gonna supply it's actually yeah. so it, it is more like two it, historically, it's been like nuts, bolts, fixtures, all the Chinese manufacturers of like little LED lights. It's like, how do I source yep. this for my company that's doing a run of off-road trucks or something? I need to get wiring. I need to get connectors. I'm going to go to Apex. Chinese booths weren't there in general in all of SEMA. So like take all the Chinese booths, they weren't at SEMA. So that also emptied out, you know, that that that's what gave it a lot more space as well. Um so there wasn't the little Chinese booths here either at Apex, but it was a lot of like big, you know, it was like Gerling and and uh, uh, Bilstein was there, like the OEM and you know, like yeah. supply, um, all these power ste- power steering um, companies, um, 
Brembo was there. Magnaflow was there because they're like OEM providers. Right. Uh, a lot of those those places were there, and that's kind of cool if you're like, um, it's. But there's not a lot of cars. It's more like get down to business. Like I'm an OEM or I'm a a guy, you know, I'm a company that is doing these, and I I do thirty of these cars a year, and I want to find. Uh, supply a company to supply me with these hoses or something you know totally so, totally yeah. yeah um how many booth babes did you meet dude i didn't meet a single one but i no did see a few huh? walking around there wasn't that many um and it was masks inside right yes and a lot yeah. of people like i would say like 30 percent not wearing masks and no enforcement they kept saying it on the loudspeaker, and there was a couple places where there was enforcement. Like when you'd walk into another room, and they would say "mask on, mask on." They were, you know, shouting people out. Mm-hmm. The amount of times you heard it was crazy. It kind of told you how few people were wearing masks because you just hear like "mask on inside, mask on," you know, like right yelling right. at these people. Um, I did have, and I had mine on all day um, inside. You know. Um, good. This is definitely a good a, boy. But also, it's like, it's kind of what we wanted in this pandemic. Kind of, I didn't want, I didn't want it to be like the previous years either. You know, the crazy crowds and stuff. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. It's like it's kind of what I was thing. expecting. Yep. Yep. Well, cool. I'm glad you went and got some content out of it. And yeah. Yeah, I it'll be wild when if next year we're really in a good place, COVID wise, and uh, it's like ramping up to full blown SEMA again. It'll be crazy. Yeah, crazy. Anyhow, uh, what else you guys want to talk about? I want to talk about stuff. Well, we we in in the order that you presented, we went to L.A. <laughs> oh, one on more that. thing. Oh, like, is it Savani or what's the big like the ugly rim like uh, wheel company? That always had a huge presence. In yeah, the yeah, yeah. Not Lexani. 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 So Lexani had a uh, um, ten by ten, and it just said Lexani. It was one oh, of those like just to hold it, their. Place. It was oh, the holders. Placeholder. So there was quite a few of those placeholder booths where it's like we're not coming this year, but we need to have a placeholder because if they don't, they get kicked out. They have to be in a different space, so it keeps their uh, priority. Yeah, um, and you get like one year off at SEMA. There's some rule. There's a couple of rules like that for yeah, displayers. Yeah. But it was. I'll I'll post a picture. You know, but it's funny. It's crazy to go from like, you know, they always have this massive presence. Yeah, not even a wheel, like a, huh? In there, they might have had one wheel. I, I'll, I'll have to go back and look. Yeah, yeah like the Falcon crazy. one is the famous one, right? Like it's like oh, that was so, <laughs> so bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah but was, this is the same thing. No one at the booth. It was yeah, just yeah. empty. Anyway, moving yeah. on. Moving on. Oh, yeah. So uh, Art and I went to Los Angeles for t- 10 hours. T- I don't even know. <laughs> what I know, right? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, we flew down in the morning from San Jose and flew back the same day. But um, we went to check out Honda American Campus, which is going to be the site of Radwood SoCal in, well, when you're hearing this, like just over a week away, um, which is crazy. It's kind of snuck up on us. Um, just gonna be an awesome show. So we had to check out the property and meet some folks and see it all, which is cool. Uh, so Torrance, California, if you're listening and you're still thinking of coming, buy a ticket, come on out. It's going to be rad. 
And uh, we got a Ford Mustang. That's really the big highlight of the whole yeah, Eco Boost. Warren was putting oh, it in sick. launch mode every day, or every day, every every stoplight. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, there's a drag race mode on a base EcoBoost uh, rental car. Nice. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. Um, but uh, after that, we went up, met with um, uh, Matt at uh, Matt Farah at West Coast Customs. West Coast. Customs. <laughs> I wanted I wanted to talk a little West bit side? more about the venue. It's West Side. Can I talk about oh, yeah, the venue? West Side. Collector, collector car, car systems <laughs> storage <laughs> systems no I, I it's west side um no well so yeah i did you said where it is honda campus um but i'm really excited for the uh, the centerpiece the curation that we're doing and um yes. and at this can point we, we can that? yeah we can talk about it a little bit more Ooh. um so it's it's a known thing that acura is going to unveil uh the the new integra on the 11th of this month so november 11th to media and some vips uh that's going to happen and that car is going to be at our show and it'll be the first time that it's going to be shown to the public uh so we're going to have an all integra curated display uh in in the center and uh there's going to be some heritage collection cars there and including the new car so uh we can't say more than that right now but it is going to be a yellow car You'll see it <laughs> by the time you hear this episode. You're gonna see pictures of it all over the place, um, yep. and uh, yeah, so that that's pretty rad. We're stoked to have that on board, and uh, the venue is cool. I mean, it's 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 um, people are probably looking at Google Maps and stuff. It's hard to really see the inside of it because it's a private campus, but a lot of greenery, a lot of lot of trees, uh, and and um, it'll make for a rad show with good backdrops. The building, the Honda buildings are cool too. They're simple, all glass, you know, square, um, monolithic buildings, and. Um, yeah, we're really stoked on that. So we're going to have a, a really good show. I mean, right now it's slated to be our biggest show of the year. Uh, so a lot of really great variety. Uh, so come by and check it out. And if, uh, even if you don't have a car, a lot of people always like, Oh, well, my car's not gonna be ready. It's like, so what dude, come out and fucking party. <laughs> you know, like, and yeah, if, exactly. If, yeah. If you have rad gear and if you're dressed to impress, of course you have the opportunity to win that coveted Radiston show award. But even if, if you don't just come out and hang out, man, it's a good time. A lot of really cool stuff. Definitely. Yeah. So yeah, I'm really excited to see how things shape up and what people think about it because we've been putting a lot of time and effort into it. So, Oh, um, and I should also mention that, um, we got Monica, the, uh, the, the Integra that, uh, Ja Rule, right? I always fuck mix up his name. Yeah. The Ja Rule drives in the original Fast and Furious, uh, is going to be there as well. So, um, that is a car that is in a private collection and we actually just finally locked that in. So that will be at the show, which is pretty rad too. So it's, it's kind of one of those iconic weird, weird cars. Um, I know that that's going to attract big fat flip. That's the inspiration for his build, right? <laughs> oh, right, right, right. Um, yeah. Um, that's very cool. And I think there's some other stuff coming out from that heritage collection that'll be interesting for sure um but yeah after that are you okay moving on from the venue or you i kind of uh, let me see well, i want to talk about like that one area that has like the cool trees um no i'm trying to remember <laughs> yeah because we're, we're actually there were several meetings that we're going to have that actually kind of fell through last minute we did yeah we didn't end up having anything right we just went straight to well yeah we went and uh to west side well, collector yeah. car storage yep and um uh robert was the man uh who gave us the tour he was super helpful and very accommodating apparently you can just go by there and check it out um 
and see the facility. So uh, don't tell them what we told you that, but if you're in the neighborhood, um, they're out in near Culver City. What's the actual neighborhood or the uh, Playa the Vista? Playa Vista. Yeah. Um, so if you're not familiar, which most listeners probably are, uh, Matt built this from the ground up and it's a, uh, has a bunch of stackers that are like 10 cars tall or eight cars. Um, so it's very impressive when you walk into this room, it's, you know, eight cars stacked on top of each other. Um, they call it the cathedral, the cathedral. Yeah. Thank you, Lane. And it's all different all variety of cars and in some cases people have taken their fun car and left their daily like a honda odyssey or <laughs> you know standard mini cooper or something like that yeah. um so a lot of cool stuff to look at um some of which and i think we can discuss it i don't know if these are no i did um, i actually did ask because um you know i was taking pictures of a bunch of shit even downstairs which we'll get to but um the or robert said that that is something that they actually have discussed with all of the the uh members Fine because yeah. it's natural right like he you know matt's in the media world and he's going to have a lot of friends that are going to come by and take pictures of shit so like it's totally fine it to talk about what's to in there i mean the place is a fucking secret. i mean it's 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 a vault you know i mean it's like super secure and everything so um, yeah yeah and also i mean it's if you're choosing to store your car with other people's cars like they're going to see it and you're trusting yeah. it in this like, unless space. you're, you're so, tied into this like secret society of car collectors in the <laughs> west side of or la i don't know so things that stood out to us i mean immediately like we see uh in the back corner a little dusty is an sec amg hammer which is a wide body uh sec and it is so rad um uh, perfect basically so rad. perfect example yeah okay. um just tucked back there um Super, super nice car, and apparently the owner owned a bunch of other stuff that was in the building. So uh, it was very good taste. Um, and then Art saw another uh, BMW up kind of above that. Yeah, this E28 M5, it was an e, uh, EAG car, so obviously super, super clean. But, um, dude, the paint on the car was unbelievable. It was like... I, I, this the only way I can describe it is like you know not not gonna say mirror finish but it had this depth it was like a lacquer depth you know it was like so thick looking and so glossy and like um it was original paint and uh, he was saying Matt was saying that he had his detailer uh, work on the paint and actually like made it just really unbelievable like <laughs> it was so crazy dude uh, so I like kept staring at it we we're walking around I'm like dude look at this paint it's nuts. Uh, but yeah, there was the E28 M5. Um, there was some kind of Lotus Esprit limited edition thing that I I didn't even know existed. It was like some homologation special, right? That was pretty cool looking late, way up high. Yeah, late Esprit. And then, uh, yeah, a bunch of stuff. And then we went downstairs to the basement, which was cool. And there's motorcycles down there, some really wild motorcycles um, and some other DTM-y kind of stuff and so forths and whatnots. Um and then we went upstairs and had some whiskey with Matt, and he had just finished up a podcast. Um, and uh, we kind of just chilled. They have got this cool little, like, members space, and uh, he was kind of hanging out until the place was closed. And so we were just chilling and having having some drinks and shooting the shit, talking, catching up and stuff. We're actually going to see him uh, before Radwood. I think he's going to Radwood as, as well. But... Uh, yeah, so good to catch up with him and see all his n- latest greatest things like new houses and such. As in the Iraqs, yeah, yeah, yeah. That that space is rad, and 
um, something that's unique to, to sort of be, being someone like him, right, that has a ton of guests coming through there for the podcast is that people leave a lot of really good alcohol. <laughs> so his oh, bar right. is so rad. Like, um, you know, as a matter of fact, the, the, the bourbon that we were drinking, or, or I don't remember if it was bourbon or whiskey. I can't even remember the name, but it was fucking delicious. Um, that had just been dropped off by Tony Angelo. And so, like, uh, and Farah's like, hey, fucking Tony Angelo just dropped this off. Have some of this. And and we, we tried it out. It was killer. We ended up almost killing the bottle. So I actually DM'd Tony Angelo. I'm like, dude, thanks for the, I think it was called Widowmaker or something. I, I, I looked it up um, after the fact, but, uh, yeah, and, and he's like, oh, rad, you know, whatever. He's a cool dude and he's a fan. And I, I took that opportunity to tell him that we will be in Philly next year. Uh, cause he, he's, he's super keen on coming out, but, um, but yeah, grad space, uh, he also has a dedicated cigar room, which apparently has kind of been underused right now because of COVID, um, that eventually will kind of get back up back in action. But it was that one little room next to the recording studio. Um, and w- I was standing outside on the balcony and so it just kind of overlooks an alley. There's like nothing going on there. And he's like, no, don't worry about it. It's, there's nothing special back there. And I'm like, dude, you should put like, not that you need to build more shit, but like a screen coming off along the bu- the building here would be rad for projecting movies. And you have this sick like sp- space back here and that would block out the alley too. And he's like, damn dude, that's, that's kind of a good idea. So I wonder easy too, if cause you could put it, yeah, you could set it up in between exactly you know, stuff. Yeah. yeah um the other thing i didn't want to mention though is just kind of how the spaces work so they, they have the the stackers right which you can rent a whole stack or you can rent just a spot and then downstairs um it's it's like um um it's all tandem parking so you can rent like basically um uh, uh, like this uh, i think a yeah it's a row um and i i I believe that the downstairs stuff is all covered um, or all, all uh, spoken for, but there are some vacancies upstairs and um, it starts, it was pretty low. I, I, I think the a single spot was like right around 700 bucks a month. Right. Uh, and, and two of those are available now from what I saw recently. Um, yeah. And they just added uh, complimentary car washes every time you bring the car back, Yeah, I believe. So yeah, um, that's, that's definitely what's going on down there. And, Dude, it's such a rad spot. It's a really cool spot. Yeah, and I mean, it's it's uh, like I said, it's pretty low <laughs> instead of inexpensive. I mean, it's you know, it's money, but like to have that facility and then also you know the association who you get to meet there and like you have um, access is really key too, right? It's super convenient. It's really close to LAX and off of the freeways and and all that. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's a cool spot. Um, and he's about to open up another location uh, in did he say in Burbank or was it Glendale? I think it's Glendale. Glendale. And yeah, he said it's still a year out or something, but uh, that'll be a single level kind of bigger space for events. Yeah. So potential for like a cars and coffee kind of thing. Yeah. We'll have to Um, do a little Radwood thing there. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. That'd be great. Um, Yeah. So thanks to Matt and oh, Zach was there as well and said what's up to him. And uh, yeah, so that's all good. And then uh, just by chance, uh, I hit up Chef Malone and his new burger pop up, Proudly Serving. And he was... uh, proudly serving at El Segundo uh, Brewery. So we took our little EcoBoost down the road and had some burgers, um, which were really good. And they will be at Radwood SoCal. So um, come in full circle here. Yeah. And have a That's exciting. smash burger. Yeah, dude, they're, they were killer. I want to... You know, the fries were killer too, but I love the burger so much. I might do like two burgers, two doubles next time. <laughs> you know, we like rush so through them because I like inhaled right mine, dude. Um, no duck fat fries for you? Yeah. No, we did have duck yeah, fat fries. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. Have, I'll have to share with someone. I just want like more room for the burgers because I was so, the burgers were incredible. Oh, we also had the chef's table, which is just standing out in an alley behind the. Behind the <laughs> chef. The, the fryer, <laughs> which was sick. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, and then we got our made our way back to LAX and we were out. So by the way, I got to mention his outfit. So you know, this is leading up to Halloween, and it was still a few days out, and like. He was wearing like, you know, black eyeliner. He was all black head to toe with like a big, a big like cross earring, I think it was, or some kind of dangly earring. And he had crazy like emo hair, you know, kind of like he was full the cure emo. style. And, uh, <laughs> and I'm like, dude, I don't think people know that you're wearing an outfit. Like it's it looks, <laughs> yeah, exactly. you're just like a guy here, you know? <laughs> <You're> just, yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're just like, what is up with the guy making fries back there? He is moody as fuck. <laughs> um all right. Well, I think that's enough for updates right now. Is there anything else you guys want to hit on? No, well, we did Morning Motors. Oh, yeah. Did Morning, Morning Motors. Motors yeah. Go to our Instagram. See all the perfect photos that all the perfect cars were yeah. taken of. So beautiful. Um, it was a great turnout. The weather was way better than we were expecting. It was like perfect. And uh, it was on Halloween. So we had some costumes, including someone put a blanket over their car <laughs> yeah. and made it a ghost. They cut out the eyes. It was a really funny it's like thing. like a 240SX, I, I think. So that pop up headlights were up. And they I didn't were even exposed. pick up on it at first. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Tom, Motors was Tom Park was dressed as a Ghostbuster. That's right. And there were some um, other costumes running around. Richard Chen was dressed as something. He was the guy who was like the Volkswagen spokesman. Oh, the yeah. Campaign. That was the um, Unpimp My Auto. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that guy from exactly. the uh, Mark V GTI campaign, right? That, that was an amazing exactly campaign. It. Yeah, because that, that was when he also got a fast. VW really killed it with that with uh, that Mark V launch. There, yeah. yeah, they've always been good. They got it, they got it figured out. Yeah. So Morning Motors um, rallies coming. So Morning Motors, uh, um, how was the curation? Did you who got kicked out? Who didn't make it onto the field? I can't. Yeah, <laughs> we started at six a.m. and uh, <laughs> no one got kicked out. Uh, and we didn't have that many uh, transient cars. Uh, I think like the last time we had cars trying to park there to go mountain biking like constantly. I don't know wh- why that. Well, last sometimes. time there, there was, was also uh, that race. race. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That That's was right. the biggest thing. That was weird too. But uh, no, no issues. I got a um, fight with the cop. Oh, that's right. Yeah, she's like, Lane "We're gonna have a problem." Head. Then I'm like, "Yes, we are." Yeah, Lane still has <laughs> a black guy. Like, not to park here. Lane still has a shiner <laughs> from it. Yeah. Headbutting the cop. <laughs> um, and there were some some dorks leaving our lot uh, really fast um, and loud, which is not necessary. So please don't do that. Um, I don't know who you're probably not listening right now, but, uh, that's not if you, necessary. If you know who it is, <laughs> if you, tell if you know them, who it is, please tell them, uh, try slow. Yeah. I really try wanted slow. to go, but I had a Costco run again, right at the same time. So I couldn't, couldn't make it happen. Yeah, that's tough, dude. Yeah. Sometimes that happens, you know? Oh, yeah. It's up in the streets. All right. Trivia time. Whoa. New song. We get ready for that, good, yeah, that Wait, we're big, really doing trivia yeah. right now? What the heck's happening? Yeah. So huh? that was okay. crazy buildup, though. I like that though. <laughs> Why do you got something else, Lane? You wanna you wanna add to? I don't know, man. It I feels, just like, it feels feel bo- like I'm like I feel like you just like abused like you just like I don't know, there's no foreplay or something, you know? <laughs> oh, oh, oh yeah, that, that, that lack that that was a very uh lackluster is what you're saying, that transition. Um yeah, we did talk yeah. about F1. F1 was amazing. Um, I don't know if, uh, if you want to throw that in the mix, but um, that's all I've got. <coughs> yeah. Okay. Fun to watch. watch I really F1. wish I wish all the races were live live at 11 or 10 a.m. That would be really fun. <laughs> Dude, I kind of miss like waking up early to watch them, actually. What? Yeah, because I have to like wake up and then I wait and then my family's up. And I'm like, fuck you people, leave. 
you know, where <laughs> when they're early, I'm, it's just me and the uh, TV, dude, me and my cat. See, go. Andrew's <laughs> locked in now, so I, I'm with Andrew, and he's oh, asking okay. about what Ocon's doing and, you know, what tires that uh, Perez is running. You tell him no one cares about Ocon? <laughs> I try to. <laughs> I try to. All oh, lives man. matter. Um, I did want to, like, should we talk a little more about the, the rally, the upcoming rally? I mean, we I know we... We mentioned it, that people can sign up and everything, but um, I think, you know, we talked about the weather, you know, there might be some weather or something. Uh, I mean, it's possible, but I'm Just because it's December, but yeah, the it's, reality is I think it's going to be rad. I think the, you know, it's, it's kind of nice to have a crisp day. Hopefully it's a crisp, perfect day. Um, but I think I'm stoked for this whole, we haven't done like this area in it feels like i mean probably over two years right like well three we did years? the rally from we did the rally from home um we didn't make it all the way to paso but we did like this kind of zone uh for that day trip but you know that's just a day yeah and we didn't go and down to uh, our parkfield lunch spot on that one exactly which exactly, uh yeah. it's kind of like you know we're calling this the rally um Coastal Range Rally Classic because our first rally ever and you know I think the four rallies that came after it were or three rallies were essentially this area of yep, California yep. and uh I don't know it feels kind of like in a way it's kind of like coming home to I don't know it has a cool vibe to it for me at least and yeah. uh and and it's also pretty close to home where we've been doing these ones where we're starting kind of far away from Santa Cruz where this one we're going to start in Monterey area and um, which, you know, means we spend the night at home and then meet at the start. It's I don't know. Yeah, it's uh, a little more manageable. It just feels more like a home rally. Really. Yeah. It's and about I'm super stoked on like like that we go to the it's going back to to dinner and lunch spots that we know and that's kind of a cool look we have this it's like going to your favorite you know i don't know it's cool just knowing what to expect at these places right and and right. being like oh i love those tacos at this place and and going there totally. and then we we have another a new restaurant and that place looks super rad too yeah yeah absolutely that place is cool yeah I'm excited like when you sent that art it looks so killer like i'm stoked on that as well um yeah, it should be great. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I totally feel you though. Yeah, it's it's there's uh it's like um, for lack of a better term, it's homey feeling, <laughs> but it's like, but it's yeah. also like it's fami- the familiarity and like uh, kind of go, and especially because there's like a sense of nostalgia almost for it, right? Because it was the first exactly. the first rally and like, and and that was a really awesome event. And as a matter of fact, I, I'm just picturing like Phil Gilsdorf's car parked in a in a ton of mud and in a puddle of water and like it was again a seasonality thing and it's like shit like you know rain or shine as you said already like not and it rained a little bit in a, f- a few times but it created for these really amazing kind of landscapes and, and and scenes and and experiences like uh drew uh getting stuck in the parking lot at parkfield in his volvo and like having yep. to do a burnout and then <laughs> and and actually yeah. making um tracks in the field that were then revisited over time like his like i remember seeing pictures after the fact like do you remember when this happened and like there was these deep grooves still in the dirt there right uh yeah. just all these cars all these fun little things I'm, but yeah I'm it's, hopeful it's, it's gonna be a good time won't be super wet but there are a few roads that we'll be using that are prone to closure just because of where they are and how things run so 
you know, we'll, we'll, as always, we roll with it and modify as we need to. But, um, for the most part, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. And this rally, since it is familiar, it allows for more hang time and more of our summer camp vibe that we really love. Um, and that's kind of what people come back for. I mean, we all love cars and we love driving, but you know, really the parking lot beers or the dinner hangs or what have you are what it's, what it's almost all about. So, um, this rally is lending itself more to that. So it's going to be more of like a hang. And, um, I think that's what people need right now. You know, we've been like doing this zoom crap and not having as much like, you know, fun group hangs. So that's what we're aiming for. Also, we're doing out and backs. So this is the first time we've ever done that for this. Yeah, I don't want to give for this rally too much of that, but yes, it's going to be cool. And, it, and that's part of that like hang hang time is that um, exactly. we'll be more set up to just chill. So Yeah, and then also that second night you don't have to check into a hotel or anything. You're already checked in. So it's like you get back and you're just straight to hang in the parking lot and Hundred percent. Having a brewski with your boys. <laughs> that's right. That's um, right. And then uh, did we did we actually did we go over velocity this weekend at all? That we're going to be, you know, uh, we mentioned it. Yeah, uh, Radwood curated display or... at Velocity Motorsport Invitational, formerly Sonoma Speed Festival at Laguna Seca. Um, I'm excited because I haven't been looking at what the actual events are when we're there and i just kind of looked recently i'm like oh yeah there's like gonna be awesome stuff to go see and hear and sunday and evening do. mustangs versus minis the race that that's, that's that's very cool so sick dude and they're qualifying on saturday maybe or friday and I it's supposed to be like 70 degrees like perfect weather yeah. um so yeah it's it's shaped up really nicely for them and for us as well we have a really cool display of cars we're in the island of the track and uh be a good experience for people to come check out like a sampling of radwood cars have some music some merch have a good time um yeah yeah we have some pretty epic cars already um you know lined up too so we've got um some alfa romeo sz action uh the il mostro is that a that is a pininfarina car right uh lane uh, I believe so, and I I like I like them. I know they're kind of ugly, and they're called well, they're, the monster because they're, like a, they're yeah, ugly. Yeah, but but yeah. they're uh, I think they're really cool, dude. And uh, yeah, I was stoked. Like Jason, I saw Jason Camisa did a video on one a couple of weeks ago or something. I'm like, yeah, that's cool, dude. Like, I liked his his know. pug analogy. Right, that's a good way to put it. It's like their yeah, pugs are yeah. ugly, but they're cute. Ugly, because, like, cute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I see, I feel I've almost um all I, I've thought of them more of as like a cartoon character, right? It, like it's like they're so the proportions are so wonky and they're so exaggerated and like like it's like they're they're just like funny, you know? And like um, yeah. But the crazy thing though is that. Uh, they do drive well <laughs> which it doesn't look like it would but apparently they're a great driver's car uh right. yeah super funky car we've got some some lancia delta integrales we've got the um the delta futurista coming Futurista. yep that's what it is right yeah uh, coming yep. out the, we have an r34 skyline i think we've got uh r33 possibly and then we also have an r32 uh so that oh do we not yeah. oh, am i tripping r34 hmm. okay 
Um, Anyways. We, well, that would be rad. I, <laughs> let's do it. Um, and then we've got, yeah, a great mix of all, all sorts of cool Radwood era shit. So it's kind of like um, the way that I would I would describe it is kind of like our royalty space at any show, right? So it's going to be a curated kind of experience like that where you have really kind of cool, iconic stuff of the era. And, and there it'll change a little bit each day because not every car is staying the whole weekend. So if you are coming Saturday and Sunday, if you swing by, you'll probably see different stuff. So yeah, come by Check and say hi. And Check from what eight. we experienced at the last uh, Sonoma Speed Festival, which is now this, the Velocity Invitational, it was like a ramped up uh, reunion or, you know, Monterey reunion during Car Week. It's like a that, but a little more luxury and better food choices and uh, more of like an experience um, for participants and more inviting to like kids, um, yeah. you know, you're your wife, your daughter, maybe people that aren't as into cars kind of just has uh, uh, more like a good wood vibe that they're going for. So, yeah. Um, I mean, beyond besides our event, which our little space, which will be cool. I mean, so much awesome stuff happening. Like McLaren's bringing out Zach Brown from McLaren's bringing out a bunch of cars. Mika Hacken will be lapping the track. <laughs> Um, Good call. Yeah, that's cool, a that's a cool the, the ninety eight. Yeah, it's the ninety eight uh, championship winning car, I believe. I don't know if yeah. it's that exact car, but um, it's that model. Um, you know, like I, I I believe that one won two races. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess it would be that that season. I just don't remember if it was like a test car or some shit. But but yeah, that's a good point. And I think is yeah, what you were saying is like having these communal areas that are kind of cool hangout spots, right? Adds to that experience. Mm-hmm. Like you have like little croquet, like little yeah, lawns, exactly. and, and yeah, yeah. The old the one croquet. had a bunch of like food tents, not like your typical track day thing where it's like, hey, go in this little, go here and get a burger, and then there's you know whatever a, a hot dog. It's place. more of a, it's more of a festival. This experience. is more like they put down. Uh, AstroTurf and they have the croquet thing and they have these cool like really nice seating and and a lot more choices for good wine and getting wine and salads and stuff like that if I don't have a salad and a croquet when I'm there I'm gonna be so pissed yeah Uh, that's Lane Lane called it I don't know Lane's the one who's claiming these things (laughs) I'm just kidding (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but yeah yeah it's it's a it's a good good time and I'm glad to see that the weather's holding up too so um uh, Dude, it's not just holding up. It's like prime, yeah. prime time. Pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty so that means right. it'll rain. No, no, no. I don't think so. Okay, now I'm ready for trivia. Now you're ready? Yeah. All right, trivia time. Um, Let's see where to start here. I took a photo of something. Okay. Have you guys heard about this um, Zillow offers? They're buying houses, and oh. uh, Z- Zillow is using their their data and algorithms to determine what houses are good deals, and they are uh, refurbishing them and then selling them. Mm. So they're paying wow. full full asking price, or sometimes more, for houses in certain markets. Uh, but recently, they just closed the whole project because it was a total failure. Um, how many houses did they buy in this past quarter? Zillow purchased how many houses in a quarter? And they already failed. They failed at this thing. They've already decided. Um, yeah. Too much work for what they were getting out of it or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I, I got to guess that, oh, geez, it's either high or low, right? So I got to guess that they really ramped up. They, like, went full balls to the wall. Um, I'm going to say 
6,000 houses. Hmm. Art? That's, that's a good guess. I mean, and nationwide. Um, hmm. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go three thousand though. I don't know. That's the number that 3, feels 000. right to me. <laughs> uh, in one quarter, Zillow offers bought nine thousand six hundred and eighty houses, and they sold only three thousand at a <laughs> at a loss of eighty thousand per house. Dang. Oh my god, dude! What wow. a failure! That's so gnarly. Like they have all the information that they have, as you said, all the data. They know the but market. But it's so many anyway. variables. But it's managing like, a contracting crew and da da da. Yeah. Like, dude, that's so gnarly because they're yeah. I guess it it's could all be, the variables could, yeah. and and supply chain timing and employees. And imagine and, doing it on that big of a scale. Like that's so crazy. You would it, think and you're doing it and you're managing it from afar. Like, mm-hmm. who are you getting locally? And they're spending all this money to have managers and areas and stuff. Fuck yeah. That. yeah. Contracting. Yeah, I think it was. Is, is I, I want to say it was 2,000 people they laid off in this. Holy you can't balls. Have that. That's like something you can't scale, right? Like, they thought they could, right? And like, yeah. we talk about that with cars being so difficult, just yeah. getting all the pieces and it all going smoothly in the transaction. Yeah. And then the house, a house transaction is so much harder. Yeah. Dude. Imagine so, the logistics of that. Like, wait, they like. I bet they, you know, you're posting the wrong pictures for houses and stuff, like from a different house or something. Like, right, right. it just seems so hard to manage. Like, and then you're, Fail. oh gosh, man, um, that's crazy. Well, I, I thought, I thought you could, you, I was waiting for you to go ten houses. Right, right. You I know? mean, it could have gone either way, but when I saw that number, I'm like, that is insane. I would never have guessed nine thousand yeah. houses. Like, how do you? I'm just thinking of like the time to buy yeah. nine thousand houses and close on them and stuff takes so long. Yeah, that's yeah. in one quarter, dude. And we've we've all bought houses here. It's like not an easy thing to yeah, do. Yeah, it's, it's very it's like, And then you're stuck in a bidding war, and then you're you know you have to do all this closing stuff and contingencies yeah. and, and, and contingencies. All this, yeah, it's just a little, unless yeah, stuff, they're I mean, I mean they're probably super aggro though, right? They come in all cash and like and they, they do and that's and they they kind yeah, of two they, week they, two week escrows. Yeah, and, and for stuff. all we know they too, totally it's do. like based on like their approach, it was probably stuff that had been stagnant or something for the sake of like getting it confer or making it a smoother or just process seeing or, the. The the prices are on this current climb, and they're thinking just buy it at whatever. It's still going to be worth more. And I'm but, curious what their know. biggest like what markets were their. Oh, biggest? it said it was like um, it was Phoenix, it was uh, Charleston, it was like some other you know places gotcha. you've heard Nashville, you know all those kind of like up and coming, still cheap. Oh, okay. Nashville's yeah, like crazy though. I've heard it's like impossible to buy a house there. You know, kind of like yeah, Austin, it's like Austin that. Oh, no, no inventory. Where like you just can't get one, dude. If if you can like, you know, it's hard to buy because there's so everyone's many. in there. Yeah, yeah. Like Santa yeah. Cruz right now. You know, it's crazy. Um, all right. How many, how many planes did Boeing deliver last month? Hmm. Is this like a uh, turnover year or something? No. I think it's a little low, but it's not. Mm. Uh, they, I think they have a lot of demand, but this is how many they can make right now. Oh. Which is an interesting thing. I mean, it's like it's like a such a complex thing to build, right? You know, yeah, and it's man. one month. I have absolutely no idea, dude. Like, I really don't. I mean, like, I know. Shit, I don't know. Um, Nine thousand. We're gonna go with the Zillow number. <laughs> We're gonna go the- <laughs> nine. Nine thousand. I'm gonna <laughs> say uh, I'll go nine hundred. 
Okay, you guys, nine thousand would be amazing. Uh, Twenty-seven. Yeah, is there the number. you go. <laughs> Twenty-seven deliveries. Um, and how many of those were seven forty-sevens? Still. That's what I said. What? Still. I thought they dude, they keep discontinuing this fucking plane. Like every uh, <laughs> asterisk asterisk here is it's a freighter, which they all are now, I believe. They uh, don't make Oh, uh, so freighter, versions. they're probably built they're probably ramping them up or something because of like ships and stuff, maybe or uh, I'm gonna say twenty. I'm gonna go ten, Bob. One. Uh, one one single seven forty seven freighter. Hmm. So uh, there you go on that one. All right, last question is actually car related. Can I can I actually say something about planes real quick? Because uh, we we talked about turbulence that last episode, and we're talking about planes and building right now. And I've seen, I think it was Boeing actually who released a video. Have you seen when they do the wing test, like the bending yeah. test? Like for people out there who are afraid of turbulence and like you think that their the wings of the airplane are going to fall off, go look at this video. Go on YouTube and look at like. I forget what they call it. It's like wing displacement under load. It's like a stress or, test on the yeah. wings. They basically yeah. they rubber band. Yeah, them, the right? wing the wings as you see them on the plane can flex so much. Like I mean, like I I can't even describe it. You have to see how far they flex in both directions. Like, they, but it's not only that. It's they're holding. They're sustaining the maximum yeah. flex for so long mm-hmm. before it snaps. Yeah. I mean, it's like. The plane would have to be under the most insane uh, pressure. Yeah, I mean, as constant. a matter of fact, like what you know, over the years, like what is there's like a stat out there, you know, that you could look up, but or a metric. But the m- most deaths are from like people breaking their necks and shit from not being strapped in their seat and stuff like that. Oh, right? Like sure. very rarely does a car or an airplane go down because of that, you know. But it's like, um, no, no, yeah, no. it's that it's just fascinated mostly... the hell out of me though, because I didn't know until I saw that video. But yeah, um, you could look that up on YouTube. Yeah, mostly pilot error and stuff. I'm always amazed that these planes can fly eight hours, land, put fuel, they vacuum out the inside, yeah. and they go back to another eight-hour flight. And they these things just go and go and go, and they have their maintenance schedules. They stick to it, and they're built for they built the last twenty years. It's crazy. Yeah, they're so it's, reliable. It's, like it's amazing. Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. Um, this last question comes from Haggerty Magazine and a friend of the podcast, Colin Comer, who has a uh, column in the magazine. And he's talking about F40, the F40 market. Um, so I'm going to do a little uh, prices at auction here. We haven't done this in a while. This is from the Monterey Auctions and the Gooding & Company auction in particular. I saw this car in person. 2,500 mile 1992 Ferrari F40. I have no other information to give you, but I will say it's quite nice. Quite nice. But uh, low mileage. Um, Is it a U.S. model? For, I can't tell you that. Does it? I'm going to guess, guess yes. Um, There's no picture. It's oh, just in the thanks. article. He's discussing it. Mm. 2.5. What is going on right now with the F40s? You say you can tell by the bumpers? Yeah, the U.S. bumpers have like, they have this little like, not a bumperette, but it's an extension on the rubber. Like it's it's thicker and it sticks out more. Look at the front and the rear of a U.S. spec. For I F40. thought the only difference was the seats and the windows. There's also the fuel tanks. The U.S. Well, models have the aluminum hard to fuel see the tanks fuel tank, and the but Euros yeah. have the bladders. Um, Visually, though, I said 2.5, and I'm switching at 2.8. I'm gonna do 1.7. Lane wins almost exact 2.8. Dang! Holy shit! Uh, a twenty eight hundred mile car. Up, but. Dude, a twenty eight hundred mile car um, at RM the next day sold for twenty uh, two point four, and then um, that was a car that 
previous previously sold at 2017 for 1.5. Yeah, dude. So That's you could have bought an F40, enjoyed it for a couple of years during pandemic, and made a million dollars. Just want yeah. to throw that out there. And don't you, don't you think like in 2019 they kind of went down a little bit? I feel like there was a Definitely. time there where like they were 1.5. I remember, and then they went down to like 1.1. Even sub, I, I think they were even like million sales. I was gonna nines, say, yeah. yeah, and that's that was the thing. Like Sheesh. we we know people that were even looking at them yeah. at that low point, thinking mm-hmm. like, oh shit. And now a perfect one is almost three million. Yeah, that's amazing. Which is hard to believe. Um, yeah, but dude, if you compare it to like, I don't know, things are all super expensive now. It's McLaren all clearing ones or twenty million or whatever. Absolutely, you know, so. no, it is. It is hard to like kind of wrap your head around. But uh, there was a a Bonham's car that sold for one point six uh, with sixteen thousand miles. So. If you take the mileage discrepancy, it would cost $80 a mile Dude. from the other nice By examples. By the way, that's the one you want. Dude, give me a fucking 50,000-mile <laughs> car, right? Yeah, you want yeah, to drive yeah. it. You <laughs> want to own it and experience it. I know. It. You, want the fresh, uh, you want the fresh fuel tanks. You want the yeah. timing belt service. Yeah, because they're bladders, stuff. right? Yeah, they yeah. have to change them every... Th- those actually have to be changed, right? It's a year thing, like, no matter what, yeah. <laughs> which is a gnarly yeah. thing. But yeah, I'm down to... Yeah, for if I were... You know, if we're... Or I'm sure if any of us were in the position, we'd, we'd buy the the 50,000-mile car, just enjoy the shit out of it, you know? Sure. Um, yeah. All right, last yeah. one. Uh, 1973 Porsche 914. It is a 1.7 liter um, with 13,900 miles, original, unrestored, and Olympic blue. This is a 73 914 1.7 liter. Is that Dang. the baby blue Seven. color? Olympic yeah, blue? it's baby blue. Yeah, and it's yeah. sold at Meekum uh, this past And it's a Monterey 74, Carly. you said? 73. 1.7, so not a two liter. Yeah. But three Sounds is a like good, a, that's a good year, though, right? Good year, yeah. base model car. Good year, very low mileage. Low I mean, 13,000 miles 13, on a 914 has got to be yeah, one of the lowest crazy. out of a museum. Hmm. Yeah. That's a that's weird really one, dude, because it's not like the most, it's not really like super desirable, but it's like, mm-hmm. that's got those other things going for it. Fuck I'll let Arco first just because yeah. I have a little more. Yeah, like, Lane's a 914 guy. Subject, maybe. Oh, for sure. Um, it's also, you got to factor yeah. in the, the Monterey effect because people are spending such crazy numbers. It's also Meekum, though. That kind of takes away from it. That's true. That's a good, that's inside knowledge. I'm going to say uh, 65 grand. All right. Solid guess. Um, Dude, I gotta go. That was this year that it sold, yeah. or whatever. Yeah, um, I'm gonna ninety five grand. Ah, eighty thousand five hundred. Holy crap! You guys are right in the middle there. Look at that. Yeah, that's crazy. I remember Very- Seinfeld paid like, I want to say like seventy something for like a seventy five nine fourteen, yeah. two liter. But a 75, like a sh- big bumper car, you know, he paid right. like, something crazy a few years ago. So, yeah. But 80 grand for a 914, uh, a 1.7. Yeah, yeah. That you can't drive because it's all about the miles, too. I mean, you could probably drive it a little bit, but yeah, you're right. Like, yeah, you may, just to car shows and maybe occasional. Yeah. I guess if you put like 17,000 on it, it wouldn't be that crazy if right. it's within 5,000 miles. But yeah, it's also a like base model car or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, just the price of a tune-up on the F40. So and you can't whatever. make it like fun to drive because you can't no. modify it. Can't touch it. it sucks. Yeah, that's yeah, pretty shitty like all around. Hammer. It's literally just yeah. an asset at that point, right? It's like, yeah, that's yeah, it's gnarly. 
Yeah, but that you could see that being a hundred grand. Like if I had said a hundred grand, you would have been like, "Oh my god!" And yeah, so there's that's the reasoning right there. At first, you, I was I was going like a hundred and ten or something, and then I like I like calmed myself down to ninety five, right? But yeah, 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 dude, yeah. What did so. I see? Um, where was that? It was like a Jalopnik piece on um, a Geo Metro that sold for like crazy money. What was it? Oh. Yeah, I saw that. I think it sold for 10, 18 grand or 16 grand, something like that. What was it? Hold on. Um, it was, yeah, I it was 18, it. too. 18,000. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, a friend of ours just bought a 996 turbo cab, and I won't say what he paid or anything, but it kind of sounds like a bargain. Dude, I saw what he paid. Yeah, it yeah. is a bargain. Yeah. Um, was it uh, manual? Yeah. No. Black, black. Yeah. Um, but he he's going to be the eighth owner. Dude, who cares? I guess who cares, right? But that's what probably that hurt it a little bit. You know? I know, but and that's just, such a late, that's such a weird one to worry about. I think. I think so too, except for the fact that that's the kind of car that people, that that particular model, a turbo cab, is such a like introduction to that type of car, and so people are gonna like really treat it poorly, <laughs> but maybe not. But Maybe dude, if you're like those people, all probably treat it really well because the the newness never wore off. Look at that way. Yeah, that's a good. That's you a good carry way to look at like it. it's your like baby, and then you pass it on. Um, it's yeah. also that's an old car at these at this point, so it's not that insane. Uh, so no, I will I mean, say my nine my nine eleven that I my red nine nine six. I think I was like the fifth owner, and I owned that's it. That's crazy. And I yeah, owned dude, it. it was like and two it had years twenty. Old. Had 20,000 miles on it. But the pro- probably like the first three people were just dealers like flipping it around. So the right? first like, one, it was a, uh, it was a, uh, it was like a GM's car, you know, yeah, like yeah. a dealership. Mm. Yep. So it was like a port or it was like a Porsche. Yeah. Like a GM car. And then it like, yeah, whatever. But I don't know. I was crazy scared about the owner. Stuff. Yeah. Cause that was just but a yeah, few was, years old. Right. Like when you got it, it was 20,000 miles. And it was six years old. That's wild. Wow. Yeah. It, it maybe like each individual was like, um, remember like my M coupe, my Z3 M coupe. I, I bought it off of the second owner, but the first owner was a guy who only owned cars for a year, like some, some rich casino guy. And he didn't do leases. He would just buy them and then return them back to the dealership and then buy the latest and greatest. <laughs> it's like so funny. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's, I, and I, the owner that, that, or the guy that sold it to me told me about that. And then I remember I mentioned it to someone and they're like, Oh yeah, that guy, like they, I think it might've even been Brad, you know, cause like it, just through the Reno, like, you know, just car community. It, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, 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 that's some crazy eccentric shit, but, um, yeah, well, hopefully we'll see that car on a future rally. Yeah. But um, I, I saw the price he paid and I was like, oh man, like nine, nine, six normal cabs, like that one that was on BAT a while ago sold for like 12, 15,000 more than he paid for this thing. And it's, well, like, that was like some weird, that bubble was going the weirdest on bubble ever. That's like bid nerds. It was effect. a one car bubble. Bid nerds effect. <laughs> the, the, the extinct effect. Shout out bid nerds. All right. That's it. That's all. All right. That's it. And that's, that's all. All right. That's it. We'll see you guys all right. later. All right. Bye. Your audio art. Goodbye.